Hello, this is a special series of mini-sodes I'm doing to help you get started on your home design. These short episodes will help you with the five steps you need to take before you begin your home design. This is the fifth and the last of our five steps and the mini-sode is called Communicate. Now be sure to, hear, uh, to download a free PDF transcript of this and the other four mini-sodes that are part of this series by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash five steps and that's the number five S-T-E-P-S. And I've also got some additional resources and helpful links in that information for your home design as well. Now let's dive in. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, a mum, an architect, and I've worked in the architectural industry for over 27 years now. Having worked on over 250 projects, mainly residential family homes, as well as significantly renovating three homes of my own with my hubby, whilst our three kids were babies, toddlers, and even older, I have both a personal and professional understanding of the joy, challenges, stresses, and excitement of making your family home a reality. In mid-2014, I started Undercover Architect. It's an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your family home. Undercover Architect is all about giving you access to the industry knowledge and insights you need to avoid the mistakes and dramas that can cost you thousands, tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's about levelling the playing field so that the world of renovating and building doesn't seem so mysterious and you can be the active driver in making your project a reality. I truly believe that you unlock what is possible for your future home. When you know the questions to ask, the steps to take and the best way to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in, you can enjoy the process of building and renovating as well as the home that you move into at the end of this ambitious journey. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. I do really hope that you've been enjoying this mini-sode series and that you found it helpful for the steps to take before you begin your home design. Now, as I said up front, this is the last of our five steps and I've left the most important probably till last. So after all of the research, the work and the planning that you've done in the last four steps, this step is going to be really necessary to ensure that you can convey your vision of your future home to those whose help you need to create it. There are a myriad of ways that you can go about building or renovating your future home. You can, of course, work with an architect, a designer or a draftsperson. You can design it yourself. You can go straight to a builder. You can choose a design off the plan and build that as it is, or you can customise that off the plan design uh, for your needs and your site. Plus, there's a range of other permutations and combinations as well. There is not one single way to create your new home or renovation. The industry is full of loads of options for you to choose from. However, whichever option you choose, you will need to take all of your ideas, your wishes and your wants and you're going to have to put them into a format where you can communicate them so that those you choose to work with can thoroughly understand what you're seeking to achieve and also understand your vision sufficiently so that they can expand on it with their expertise and bring your dreams to reality. Now, doing the work outlined through our previous four steps, that's going to enable you to get to know yours and your family's needs really well and consider how these are going to impact your needs for your future home. Plus, it's also going to enable you to review the land that your home will be built or renovated on and consider how the spaces and the rooms in your future home best need to be arranged to support a great quality of life and create a home that works and feels great. 
Now, as a recap, let's go through those four steps of what to do before you begin your home design and the tips that I included for each. In step number one, I shared how to achieve clarity by understanding more about the feeling that you want to create in your home, the goals that you have for your renovation or new build and the steps that you need to take to kick things off and to progress towards your finished home. By taking this step, you'll simplify the process of home design for yourself from the outset and you'll have tools to enable you to sift and filter through the noise that can confuse many as they navigate all the decisions they need to make. When you achieve clarity this way, you'll have a place to come back to, to benchmark your choices and ensure that you're on the right track throughout your project journey and especially through the home design phase. In step number two, I spoke about how to collect ideas, inspiration and useful knowledge for your own project journey. In that mini-sode, I shared how to be a design detective in your surroundings, ways to use to organise your ideas and the importance of documenting both your likes and dislikes to help others understand more about you. By taking this step, you can be far more productive in how you gather information that's helpful for your project, rather than you disappearing down a Google rabbit hole or spending forever online searching mindlessly through image after image or canvassing for the opinions of strangers in Facebook groups. You can be making the most of your everyday life to help you determine what your future home needs and doesn't need. Now in step number three, I discussed how to learn more about the conditions that will shape your home design. So this included understanding the orientation of your site and knowing how the sun moves across your property, as well as researching what your council will allow you to do and the physical characteristics and qualities of your site or land. By taking this step, you'll be able to start your home design process with far better knowledge about what's possible for your specific site and project goals. And you'll be able to create a home design that uniquely suits your site, plus know more about the steps to take to achieve the necessary approvals and manage the constraints of your, that the, your block of land may place on the shape, the size and the layout of your home. In step number four, I talked about connection and determining the relationships between the spaces and rooms of your home to support its functionality, create connections between indoors and outdoors and help you think about the overall layout so that your home can really work for you and your family. By doing this step, you'll be able to think about your home and its design more holistically. Instead of just listing out a bunch of rooms and spaces that you want to include, like a real estate ad, you'll start to see how you can potentially build less, but create something far more functional and suitable for your everyday life. And this can assist with budget management and sustainability as well. And that leads us to our step number five, which is communicate. Because once you've done all of this preparation before beginning your home design, it's essential that you understand the best way to communicate your wishes, wants and needs to anyone you're going to be working with so that they can get on the same page as you quickly and efficiently. By doing this step, you'll set up great collaboration in your project. You'll have the means for explaining what you want to those who need to know and you'll feel much more in control as the vision for your home is realised. Now, before I dive into helping you with this next step and what to do before you begin your home design, let me remind you I'm hosting a free live online workshop later this month. And in it, I'll be sharing the four factors that can make or break your project. This is a fantastic way to learn about the key things to focus on that will help you make your project a success and the home that you create one that works for you and your family. So if you're listening to this podcast around the time of its release, then be sure to head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop. You can join me and you can learn loads to help you get it right in your reno or new home. Okay, 
Now, communication, it's one of the biggest problem areas in renovating and building. And whilst many homeowners are really focused and worried about money and time and ensuring that they get it right in their home design, please don't underestimate how important it is to have effective communication with all of your team as you travel your project journey. I receive emails and messages from homeowners who've had terrible experiences in their projects and more often than not, the problem started due to a mistaken assumption or poor communication very early in the project and that's then snowballed into a much bigger and more expensive drama with serious consequences. So I've got three tips to help you with communication for your home design. Tip number one for effective communication is styles. Now, many homeowners try to establish early on what style they think they like or how they can use a specific style term to describe their aesthetic preferences. This is seen as a way to create ease of communication. However, it can actually be hugely problematic and cause a lot of confusion instead. Many of the styles that we talk about today, they're appropriated terms that represent a hodgepodge of design ideas, material combos and even colours. For example, Hamptons has been really big as a style preference in Australia. However, I guarantee you could put a bunch of so-called Hamptons styles homes together and you'll see a wide ranging difference in how that style name has been interpreted and probably very few of them are authentically Hamptons in actual style. It becomes even more problematic if you're combining styles to try and describe what you like and want with terms like plantation coastal or Scandi industrial. Now, my preference is that you don't use style names at all. I actually have a podcast episode and a YouTube video where I spoke about this subject at length. So I'll put the link to those in the resources for this mini-sode so you can check them out. However, my big tip here is to go back to the information I shared in mini-sode number two. Think about what you collect to indicate the aesthetic preferences that you have for your future home. Rather than tell someone using a style name that can then be easily misused or misinterpreted, actually show them what you want with images that illustrate it clearly, showing similar projects, materials and design choices. This is going to be a far clearer way for you to communicate what you want. Tip number two for effective communication is your roof. Okay, so I see many homeowners really focused on the floor plan itself when they're thinking about their home design. And this is natural. It can be really hard, especially if you don't have experience in doing so. You can find it difficult to visualise the spaces of your home in three dimensions. And if you're thinking about the dimensions and the sizes of rooms and spaces that you want, plus you're even playing with floor plan ideas, then it's definitely common to get stuck in the two-dimensional flat way of looking at your home design. Now, what can commonly happen as a result is that homeowners will work away on their floor plan design and then they'll think of the roof as an afterthought. And I've also seen this happen with homeowners who are working with a draftsperson or an inexperienced designer or even a builder. Together, they'll work for ages mapping out the floor plan, tweaking and changing it to get it perfect. And then the roof will go on at the end, almost like an afterthought. Now, As an architect, when I worked one-to-one with clients and I designed new homes and renovations for homeowners, the roof didn't get left behind, even though I may not be showing it to the client yet. Whilst I may only be showing them the floor plans to begin with so as to help them make decisions more easily, the roof was actually being designed as the floor plan was and I was aware of what the roof was looking like as we changed the floor plan. Now, this is because the floor plan actually drives the roof design as well, especially if you're doing a more traditional hip and gable style roof, where the geometry of the roof is actually reliant on how the floor plan is shaped and laid out. So if you have particular wishes for your roof design, or you've seen other homes that have roofs that you like or don't like, 
ensure that you communicate that as part of commencing on your home design process. Don't wait until it comes up or expect that it's something that you'll be able to figure out or change later. And if you are doing a hip and gable roof and you have specific wishes for how it's designed, discuss that right at the outset of your project. Unfortunately, there are designers and draftspeople who don't really understand how to simplify the geometry of a hip and gable roof through the floor plan design itself. And they, what they do is they rely on the CAD software to auto-generate a roof design for them. And that's often when you end up with these McMansion-style roofs that step all over the place and they have a multitude of hips and valleys and they can be really busy-looking roof designs. Or you end up with internal gutters and those can then create issues and maintenance headaches down the track. Now, if you want to do a skillion roof or something more contemporary or you want a flatter roof design, then ensure that that's being designed as part of the floor plan and your budget is being considered as part of the design decisions about that roof as well. Your roof, it just can't be an afterthought, okay, because it impacts your material choices, the overall look of your home, the amount of shade that you'll receive, the thermal performance of your home, its weather protection, the detailing to prevent condensation, managing insulation and services overall, plus maintenance and access when needed this you know your roof's just not it's not something just to slap on a floor plan once you finalize the layout of your home design and this leads me to my last tip so tip number three for effective communication is your brief in the five steps that I've provided up to this point and the 14 tips that I've gone through so far all of this information will need to be passed onto your project team to convey what you want in your future home and the document that you create to do that is your brief. Your brief or your design brief, this is your central communication document that puts pulls together all of the important information that you've established to describe your wishes, your wants, your needs and desires for your future home. Now, I have done a whole podcast episode on how to create a design brief, which you can find by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 196, that's the numbers 196. And you can listen to that or you can download the free PDF transcript that I've got for it. You can use that to guide you through the process of combining all of your research and preparation into a useful communication document. Or inside my flagship program, Home Method, I actually have a template document called the Brief Builder. It is perfect for filling out and it'll help you create a really comprehensive design brief for your team. And it'll take you through a lot of these steps in the process. Now, if you however you choose to create your brief okay please know that the steps that I've taken you through they're going to generate some important and useful information that's going to be so worthwhile to collate and document to communicate with whoever you are working with and putting all of that information into your brief it actually provides a central source of understanding for your project as well as expediting the process for your chosen professionals to get to know you and to learn more about what you and your family are seeking from your future home. As an architect, I've found that the design briefs that I've received from homeowners over the years really varied. And the fact that they vary, it just means that the start of our relationship varies as well because I had to catch them up to where they needed to be for us to get onto the process of designing their home. Now, I learned quickly about the kinds of questions to ask to get started in the best way. And that's information I bring into all of the content that I share in Undercover Architect, particularly inside Home Method. But 
what I found is that when homeowners had already spent lots of time really talking together and thinking about their lives and how they wanted to live in their future home by doing these investigations that I've been discussing, you know, the quality of conversation that we could have, it was just so radically different. Now, since putting together a brief builder template for home method and seeing members complete it and having to do this work as part of kind of getting that document together, it's so great to then get messages from designers and builders who have been really excited to receive the brief builder design brief. You know, they've got in touch with me, they've seen that it's an undercover architect document and they've really loved how well it's helped them to get into the minds and hearts of their potential clients and saved loads of time in the process. And they've been able to drill down into what's really important and they've also loved how invested these homeowners are because these homeowners have taken the time to get really intentional about their home design goals, which is what you do inside Home Method. It's just fantastic for that. So, Now, providing a designer with a great brief, it can not only communicate what you want, what I find it can do is it can also vet the designers who don't really care about what you want and they ignore the preparation that you've done. When you can eliminate designers at the outset because they're not actually interested in the research and prep that you've done to get clear on what you want and then communicate that effectively, you're doing a great job of finding the right people to work with instead and doing a much faster job of it as well. Unfortunately, not all designers are great at extracting great intel from their clients as part of the design process. And in fact, I find some designers just simply ask for the list of rooms that their homeowners want them to include in their home. And they may even also ask the homeowner for uh, some examples of floor plans that they like. And so the home design process as a result, rather than this beautiful investigation and creating this kind of future vision for your home based on all of the work that you've done, it just becomes quite cookie cutter and a bit of cut and paste. And the specific qualities of the site have generally been ignored. The home that's created has a sameness. That means it could just be put anywhere for any family. And needless to say, a really big opportunity gets missed in the process. So again, if you can have a head start by having done this work that I've taken you through in these five steps to actually extract from yourself the most important information and ideas to be incorporated into your future home, then you'll get on the home design path with the right team in a much better, far more productive way. Now, as a final note, please don't feel that you need to resolve your brief and your home design wishes into a floor plan, especially if you're working with an architect or an experienced building designer. The whole point of using a professional like this is to have them extend what is possible and to expand your vision to something that will suit you both now and into the future. Instead, I really encourage you to get that brief right and ensure that it captures what is most important to you for your site, your budget and your life. So let's do a recap on how to communicate as you begin your home design. And remember, I've got a free download uh, PDF transcript of this and the other four minisodes that are part of this series. And you can grab that by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash five steps. That's the number five steps. Okay, so the first Avoid naming your style. Instead, find photographs of homes that are a similar aesthetic to more clearly demonstrate the look that you're seeking to achieve. The second tip is to discuss your roof early. Don't wait until you finalise the floor plan design to decide on the roof or discuss with your designer or builder what you want as your floor plan design drives the roof geometry. And the third tip is document all of these things in your brief. Pull together all your research, planning and preparation to describe your wishes, your wants, your needs and desires in a central document that you can show to anyone who is helping you with your project. 
Finally, as a reminder, if you're listening to this around the time of release, then be sure to join me for my free online workshop, Four Factors to Make or Break Your Project. You're going to learn how you can make your project simpler and far more successful and create a home that works and feels great and enjoy the experience overall. So you can check out the available times that I have for that workshop by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop. And that is it for this super special mini-sode series called Home Design, Five Steps Before You Begin. I do hope that you found this really helpful and you now feel you have some actionable steps that you can take. If you're only building or renovating one or two homes in your life, which is the case for most listeners of Undercover Architects podcast and members of Home Method, you want to get this right the first time, don't you? You know, most homeowners I work with do not have money or time to waste or any desire to stuff this up. This matters to you. You're not planning a do-over if it all goes pear-shaped and you want to avoid drama and heartache and make this as enjoyable and stress-free as possible. And so these five steps that I've taken you through, they are super worthwhile. It won't cost you any more to do this research properly before you begin your home design. Chances are you're spending the time anyway, perhaps even some money as well. Instead, now you have five steps and 15 tips to help you be more productive with your time and far more intentional about the home design that you create as well. So head back, re-listen to them as you need, grab the PDF transcript of these mini-sodes so that you can review these five steps and these 15 tips as you need. And if you need more help, you know where to find me, particularly inside Home Method. Now, be sure to tune into the next episode. I'm going to be sharing some special information with you. You're not going to want to miss this, okay? If you are looking for more support to navigate your renovation or new home journey, I'm going to be taking you through that in the next episode. As always, thank you for listening and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.